This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Nah, I don't eat eggs. You don't eat eggs? No. Ever? No. Scrambled? No. A hard-boiled egg? No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Patrick Mahomes, the magic show, is here in Oakland, pulling the rabbit out of the hat and handing the rabbit to Travis Kelsey. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked out Bishop the age, and for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas. Everything happening in the sports world. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So you're more of a traditional Hark, Christmas Hark music. Hark the Herald fan. Angels sing. I like that. Hark the Herald Angels oh, yeah. sing. Yeah, I like that. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, the guy who is ready for a little bullpup basketball tonight inside the roundhouse, inside a chilly roundhouse, I will imagine, Mr. Steve Sell. You pumped? I'm always pumped. This is a big week. This is a big week. We knew coming in that these two games with Andover Central on the boys' side, Derby on the girls' side, these would be the two biggest games of the year besides a state tournament game, maybe a McPherson Invitational or Mid-America Classic Championship game. We knew that these two games would be huge. So far, 0 for 1, but this second one might be the best game of any girls' basketball game throughout the entire state in this first semester, maybe throughout the year until we get deep into the postseason. And go early. Do not wait until halftime of the girls' game to go. The girls... You know, they feed off the energy of the crowd. I mean, look at a state tournament. Look how they – they don't come back against Miege without that crowd spurring them on. So without they be, Steve. Yeah, well. Without Steve standing there, standing up and screaming well, and putting his arms I, in the air. I didn't do that. I saw a bunch of it. He, he was no, getting animated that. that night. I didn't. I didn't stand I think up. they heard the dagger comment. It just got so quiet inside the Tony's Pizza event center, and he said, that's the dagger. Yeah. And I think Andrea Sweat heard you and said, watch this, old man. Yeah. <laughs> really? So this is going to be a matchup with this Derby team. I've been having a debate with some people, narrowing down a list of the top five teams in the state of Kansas this year in girls' basketball, regardless of class. And this has a chance to be a matchup that we look back on at the end of the year. You know when you're talking about the NCAA basketball tournament and your quality wins, who's got the best win, who's got the worst loss, your strength of schedule. Well, we know the strength of schedule is going to be there, but this is a matchup that if you come out of it with a win on the McPherson side, then there will be a legitimate case all season long, and it will reaffirm maybe a case from last year that McPherson has if not a top three, if not a top two, maybe the number one team throughout the state. Do you agree with that? I do, and just think, wait till they start making their three-pointers. Exactly. They've been they've been getting fantastic looks on three-pointers, and the shots have been going in and out, rolling around on the rim. It's not like they're missing badly. They start knocking those threes down like we know they can. 
this is going to be a dynamite offensive team. We'll talk a little bit more later on about the McPherson Derby matchups. We've got some big news to get to here to open up the show. We've got three different things that are breaking news over the last 24 hours that I figure we can talk about. Let's start off with one that I think will have a little less drama and work our way up progressively. Number one, Kelvin Benjamin, we mentioned him being cut by the Bills earlier this week. The Chiefs have officially signed him to a one-year contract, which really just means like a four-game contract right. for the rest of this year. Right. And then he'll be a free agent at the end of the year. No Sammy Watkins, maybe for another week or two, maybe a little bit longer than that. I think this is a no-risk transaction here. Oh, yeah. If Kelvin Benjamin works out, if they can use him a little bit like Demetrius Harris, give him the ball a few times, they can get him to block a little bit. As Booger McFarland said, he's one Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. Yeah. Kelvin Benjamin, when he's on, is really good. He has not been on at all this year. But maybe Patrick Mahomes, maybe Andy Reid are the ones that get him going. He played for the Bills. How can you get with on? Nathan Peterman? Yeah, with Josh Allen. Yeah, how can you be on when you play for the Buffalo Bills and their antiquated, pitiful offense that they have? Bills Mafia. So that's one of the bigger news that happened in the NFL today. Chiefs making that move. Calvin Benjamin obviously won't play this weekend because he's been on the team for 24 hours. It will at kickoff. He'll be on the team for about 48 hours. So, a little tough for him to learn the offense. They'll have him for the Chargers, though. How about our number two biggest news of the morning? And that is that K-State, still in the search of a new head football coach. Seth Luttrell was a big name that was popping up as we figured out first name was Seth. We knew Luttrell was the last name. For those of you that don't know that name, currently the coach of the North Texas Mean Green. They've had a terrific year. Luttrell is an up-and-comer, and... People have been throwing his name into a lot of big jobs. And apparently, the job was offered to Seth Luttrell and that he wanted to bring in his entire staff, clean house at K-State, get rid of a lot of their assistant coaches. And a lot of those assistants have K-State ties. And bring in his own group. And K-State has sort of taken him out of the running after that because they knew that's what he wanted with this deal. So Seth Luttrell who many thought would be the next head coach at K-State, is not going to be the next head coach at K-State. So now this opens up that job a little bit more. One of the big names that has been floating around, Mike Norvell out of Memphis, who has been one of the big names the last couple of years. He was the follower to Justin Fuente, who's now at Virginia Tech. Memphis has won their side of the American Athletic Conference the last two years. Obviously a big name. The other one that's floating around, Steve, and I've seen a lot of negative reaction to this, and that is Chris Kleiman, who is the head coach at North Dakota State. And for those of you that are unfamiliar with North Dakota State, what a program they've had over the last 10 years, yeah. 15 years. Kleiman has been the head coach for, I think, five years. He's won three national championships, and also he has connections in the state of Kansas. He was a defensive backs coach at KU in the late 90s. One of the things that I've seen that's a negative on Chris Kleiman Number one, he's never coached at a Power 5 school. Now, North Dakota State, they are a power, and they beat a lot of Power 5 schools, but it's an FCS program. It's different. North Dakota State is a whole lot different than playing in the Big 12. Number two, the other thing that I've seen some people having a knock on Chris Kleiman is that he has had zero players in his five years as a head coach from the state of Oklahoma and one from the state of Texas. 
And for K-State fans, they know that's where they have to get a lot of guys. Right. What are your thoughts on either of those two people? Well, I'll start with Latrell. Why would you not want to leave? I know you can't bring your own coaches in, but I guess, I guess he's loyal to his coaches. But, boy, you got a chance to go from North Texas State to a program that until the last couple of years has been a perennial top 25 program. Yeah, but he's going to have more options, too. This is not his only offer. Well, that's true. That's true. But, but boy, I, I just – you know, I, I just find it hard to believe that that would be the sticking point, that, you know, why he's not with K-State. He's probably got more talent on his North Texas team well, in terms of stars and recruits. But, you know, if you're you're going up the ladder, power, you know, a power oh, five. Oh, money, money, yeah, money talk. Yeah, and being in the Power Five Conference, I mean, to me, that's, you know, that's the next step up. But, you know, obviously uh, – He's loyal to his guys. He's lo- right now. He's loyal to North Texas State. That may change. Who knows? In in a few weeks. But uh, um, and then the other guy you mentioned, North. There's that stigma of uh, Division two coaches. Well, he's not a Division two coach. I thought she's North Dakota State. I thought they were sub. They're FCS. Oh, well, FCS. I should say FCS. There's that stigma that it's not a Power Five. You know, he's not coming from a Power Five. But program. remember, he's a championship coach, right? And it is still Division One college football, but you're right. Subdivision. It, it, it is not. It's not the Big 12. It's not the Pac-12. Now, he's run a program that's won three national championships, and, well, they've won a ton of national championships. He's won three. And so I think there are definitely some pros with that. But, yeah, there's a stigma. It is a risk. But I do think that North Dakota State and K-State kind of have some similarities with the way they run their programs taking over and, and taking chances and developing people that are not five-star recruits. And I think that's one thing that I think would be a positive, but those recruiting connections are certainly interesting. And this will be a very strange recruiting for the coach process here over the next couple of weeks and trying to figure out who K-State is going to hire. Well, how many How many of the assistants do you think K-State wants to, the brass wants to keep? Obviously, Michael Smith, former K-State hero, Andre Coleman, Colin Klein, they're all Brett's. No, it's what's his name? Is it Brent Siler? Siler, I can't remember what his name is. It's a, their D coordinator. All K State guys. Is that, is that, you know, are they going to want them to all stay? I, I just don't know what's going on uh, with this process, to be honest with you. Our third breaking news story of the morning, and it was the one that I think I heard a big, loud groan from Steve's office at about 10 15 whenever he first heard the news. And that is. Sometimes, Steve, when things aren't going the right way for you, they just continue to go the wrong way. KU makes a great football hire, bringing Les Miles in. Everybody is excited. Big 12 Player of the Year awards come out. They don't have a ton of first-team all-conference guys, but they had the freshman of the year in Puka Williams. Freshman running back out of the state of Louisiana, had a terrific freshman season. And then we get the news. Thursday afternoon, he was arrested on suspicion of domestic battery, according to some logs from the Douglas County Sheriff's Office. Williams, offensive freshman of the year, 1,125 yards, and now he has been suspended for the time being until they figure out what happened. KU was finally starting to get it maybe going. Puka Williams was a bright spot for Les Miles, a guy you can recruit around. A Louisiana guy. People are starting to fall in love with Puka Williams. And then this, 
less than a week after the Kareem Hunt incident, and I'm just shocked that you could make another bad decision like this. And we don't know all the details. Yeah, Who knows till, what happened? Innocent until proven guilty. We have to go on that. But if this mantra. is all true, and if if this does hold up, he'll probably be kicked out of KU. Right. That, that's been kind of the standard protocol with this. If Puka Williams is not playing for KU next year, then it will change some things drastically. Oh, terribly. And you would just have to think, with being so close to the Kareem Hunt incident, being oh. in Lawrence compared to Kansas City, that he had to have been following this. Oh, just a, KU fans, it's just, a big groan all throughout the state. If, it, if it's tr- We have to always go on the premise. If it's true, if it's, you know... If it's not a fabricated story, it's just a knucklehead move. Just pure knucklehead. What in the world could he have been thinking? Interesting times. Ugh. Brutal. It, it was just like a, it was just, you know, and I feel, if, if it's true, you know, you, you have, the, your heart goes out to the victim, you know, the, the alleged victim. I got to throw that alleged in there because you don't know. But my gosh, this is, this is just this is happening way too often in it's everywhere but also but in sports it's happening way too often in sports it's been a strange day in terms of breaking news but the good thing is we're about to get into the weekend some of the news cycle will die down and then we get back into some NFL on Sunday afternoon chiefs taking on the ravens we're excited about that bullpup basketball going on tonight get to take our mind off of all the problems with professional and college athletics and Soak it up inside the roundhouse for a fun night. All right, Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more about Derby McPherson coming up tonight inside the roundhouse. Back after this, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, we're feeling good. I've been waiting on this game for a long time. Derby, McPherson, tonight from inside the roundhouse. One of the most intriguing numbers for me in terms of following this this Derby team and keeping up with them over the last year since we last saw them, Derby has not lost a game since December 5th of last year inside the roundhouse to McPherson. That was their first game of the season. So they've gone now a full season without losing, minus one game because they had a snow day like McPherson had last year, 24 in a row. The McPherson girls, they have not lost since a year ago from tomorrow. Whenever we went up to Bishop Miege, a fun trip to Kansas City, walked away with two losses, but felt pretty optimistic about what the future would hold for both of those teams. Pretty good for the girls so far. They haven't lost in almost a calendar year. Right. But the thing is, one of those losing stre- or one of those winning streaks is going to be snapped tonight. And that, that's the, the bummer of this because both of these teams are on such a good run. And Derby's got to come in just chomping at the bit. Not only did the Bullpups hand them their only loss last year. Ruin their perfect season. But McPherson beat them two years ago in Derby. And the common thread in both those games, though, it was Derby's 
first game of the year. Right. When we beat them two years ago, that was their first game of the year. This year, they got they wised up. They uh, had a little well, I guess playing Ark City. I don't know if that's like even playing a game, but they won eighty-one to thirteen. They're regarded as the best team in any class. I think if you really look at it, they have almost everybody back. I think they're only missing. Is it the Myers girl they're missing from last no, year? No, she's back. She's, she's back, She's just too? a junior. Okay. It's the Holly Mills girl. She was the other senior for them okay. last year. Okay. But Myers was actually probably better than her last year. So, you're looking at... They've got know, their four best players back from last year. Their four best players are back from last year. Uh, the, the difference, the Bullpups don't have that six... You know, last year, uh, of course, they didn't have Mandy Cooks last year. You know, Cassie Cooks did a great job... And I'm sure she and Maggie Leaf are going to take turns battling Kennedy Brown. But interesting, Hannah Hageman did a good job on her too. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Bullpups approach this game defensively. One thing that has helped the Bullpups these last two years, Tori Alford, who has signed with Missouri State, has really struggled in both games. I don't think she's hit double figures in either game against the Bullpups. She had 15 in the first one. Oh, okay. but I think it was on a bad night shooting. Okay, but this is. Oddly enough, Steve, we mentioned that Derby returns its four best players, but they don't return a ton that played last year, at least significant minutes, into this team. While it may seem crazy to say that Derby brings back four starters from last year, but I think McPherson is the more experienced team. I think they're a deeper team. Now, Kennedy Brown might be the best player in the state. She didn't win Gatorade Player of the Year last year. That went to Emily Ryan out of Central Plains. But Kennedy Brown is six foot six. She can score. She can shoot. She can rebound. She and can she block can shots. She can shoot threes. She can shoot threes. I mean, she she's an Oregon State Division One commit for a reason, and almost made the USA Under 18 Top 12. There's a reason she's very good. But this is a McPherson team, kind of like you hinted at. If they can get hot if they can continue to shoot the ball like we know they can. Right now, they're shooting 22% from three. Last year, they shot 39% from three. And you might say, oh, well, that's the Taylor Robertson impact. This is a much better shooting team than what they've been so far. Oh, yeah. And that's why I'm so optimistic coming into this game because I get the feeling they're going to heat back up. And if they are shooting the ball well, I don't know if there's a team in the Midwest that can stop them. Well, they've got to shoot it well because they're not going to probably get much inside unless Kennedy Brown's on the bench with foul trouble or just for a rest. So uh, Maggie Leaf, fantastic game the other night. Like I say, she and Cassie Cooks, they're going to have their hands full inside trying to keep Kennedy Brown off the boards. Kennedy Brown, 17 rebounds in last year's game. But I think the Bullpups, what they've got to do is get it in a full-court game. I think if it's a half-court game, you got to like Derby's chances. They want to play half-court. Bullpups want to go fast. Right. They want to turn you over, and, and if they do that, they can win the game. Boys game, one of these teams is going to snap a losing streak. Derby has now lost three games in a row. They lost the final two games at State last year, losing in the state semifinals to Blue Valley Northwest, and then losing to Topeka in the third-place game. Then they lost a really tough game with Arc City on Tuesday, Kevin Clark, great score. The Bullpups had troubles with him at State last year. He had 30, and this is a Derby team that could not finish strong. So they're 0-1. The McPherson boys, they've also lost three straight. State championship game and then the two games against Andover and Andover Central. McPherson's boys, I think a lot of it depends tonight 
what the ankle status is of Jake Alexander. Because he he didn't play, but about two minutes and 20 seconds on right. Tuesday night against Andover Central. And it's going to be a game-time decision. And sometimes we say that a little tongue-in-cheek going, oh, we just... We don't know, but we really don't know. We really don't. We really don't we know We saw tonight. pictures of the ankle. Ooh. And if he plays, then I think McPherson is the more talented team. Jake Alexander is a guy like we saw in the Andover game that is able to take this team over the hump. But I think we also learned a lot about the other guys on this McPherson team that continue to get better, continue to grow up, continue to get this valuable experience because even though this is a derby team that is not the same as last year. They lost some of their best players. I was actually thinking about this earlier, Steve. I see a lot of similarities in this Derby team that I do with this McPherson team on the boys' side. Team made a pretty deep football run and a lot of football guys on this team. Number two, they lost an unbelievably good senior class where you look at the Ben Piles, the Mason Alexanders, Drew Labertu, Thomas Diggs, Jason Alexander... Derby lost the same magnitude of class. Tyler Brown. Tyler Brown, Bryant Mockabee. They had And they lost Jared Mockabee as a junior. Right. Because he transferred back to Goddard. So they're in a rebuilding cycle as well. There's a lot of similarities with these two teams. But McPherson, they're still the younger team. They're still the more inexperienced team. And that's what will make this game interesting tonight. With Jake Alexander, you gotta feel pretty good about this team in every single game. But without them, they're going to have to work their tails off again like they did against Andover Central. And Coach Kenneman says it's going to come down to how well we handle their pressure defense. Yeah. Because we did not handle it well when Andover Central turned up the heat once Jake was out of the game. Andover Central turned up the heat, and we uh, made a lot of turnovers. And remember, Derby's got a seven-footer. Right. And Joshua Osborne, who spent two years going to high school in the great state of Arkansas, and he transferred back. He... Played as a freshman at Derby. So this was not just a kid that walked in off the street and right. said, hey, here I am. Yeah, He moved back to Derby. I think his family moved back. And having a seven-footer in the game, especially against this year's McPherson team, which is a little smaller team, nobody taller than 6'5", it makes a difference in their first game of the year, 17 points, eight rebounds, three blocks. Do you remember a time that a McPherson team has played a true seven-footer? No. They've played Perry Ellis, who was I remember six, Ryan, Ryan Woodman that played, I want to say, Andover. And uh, he was 6'11". I think he may have gone on to walk on at Wichita State or something. And I, I think the Bullpups played them when he was here. I know he played in the tournament, but I can't remember if McPherson played that team. But as far as just seeing a seven-footer, I cannot recall in all my years. Uh, you know, my memory's not like what it used to be. No, it's real bad. It is slipping on you. It is slipping. But uh, he would be the first legit seven-footer that I can remember playing here since I've been here. Steve, let's take one more break. We'll do a pseudo-fearless forecaster of some NFL games. I'll read them to you off the top of the head and see if you can be smart. <laughs> do you believe that can happen? No. <laughs> Back after this, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE. 
or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, we got an auto correction for you. We were talking about seven-footers that played against the Bullpups. You forgot one that played I, against them I in 2016. Were, I thought you were talking in the round. I just meant in general. Okay. Some other tall fellas. Okay. And you forgot one. Bubble. Bull Bull. Bull Bull. Bishop Mie Stag. That's right. And then off to wherever he I Oregon. think he went to oh, high school in Las Mater Vegas. D. He went to Mater Oh, D. that's right. And now at Oregon, lighten it up. Bull Everybody's Bull. been real impressed with him on the national circuit this He's year. He's averaging like... 18 or 19 points a game. Shooting threes. Oh, yeah. Dunking the ball. Yeah. Could have told you that was coming from a long time ago. Steve, let's do a little pseudo-fearless forecaster. This is okay. not official. Okay. The, the, these picks might not I'll, be I'll very do, good. I'll sit in place for fearless. Yeah, you just uh, imagine what you think he would guess. Okay. I'm going to try and find some of the more There's important. There's some big games this week. Some of the more important NFL games. How about this one? AFC South. Colts at the Texans. How many games have the Texans won in a row? Nine. They're nine and three. Eight games in a row, nine games in a row. Colts at the Texans. Fearless would be betting against Houston minus four and a half. What do you think? They'll they'll win by more than four and a half. Ooh, you're not on the Andrew Luck train. 28-14, Houston over Indianapolis. How about Eagles-Cowboys? At the Cowboys, Dallas, three and a half point favorites. I just have not been impressed with Philadelphia at all. Ooh. Dallas is playing well. Their defense. And the other thing is, they're on that 10-day. You know, they haven't played for 10 days, so they're going to be more rested. I like Dallas 20, 23, Philadelphia 13. Ooh, and covering that spread. Here's another big one coming up on Sunday night. The Rams, 11-1, and already wrapped up the NFC West, going to Chicago. You want to take a guess at what the temperature is supposed to be? 15. 36. 30, oh, that helps the Rams. I say the Rams. Rams are three-point favorites on the road. I say the Rams uh, 31. Ooh. Bears 21. How many Khalil Mack forced fumbles? Oh, he has one. He has one about every game, so he'll get one. Another big one, Viking Seahawks in terms of the NFC playoff picture. Seahawks at home, three-point favorites. Boy, that's a tough one. I know. I, Minnesota has not looked very good lately. I'm, I think Seattle gets it done. 21-17. The big one, Chiefs taking on the Ravens at home. Kansas City, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, can the Chiefs stop him? And how many points do you think the Chiefs need to score in order to win this game? My upset special. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Baltimore, 38. Kansas Uh-oh. City, 31. Ooh, 38-31. I just I think this is the ultimate trap game. You got the Chargers coming up. Lamar Jackson, a running quarterback, that's going to give that Chiefs defense fits. Gus Edwards, he's a battering ram running back. And I'm telling you, this Chiefs team, the fallout from the Kareem Hunt emotionally, it the Chiefs aren't over it yet. I just don't think they're over it yet. They haven't lost at home this year. They always seem to lose to somebody at home, and I think this is the game they lose at home. Did we give Grandpa Danny the shout-out for correcting us? I, I don't know if we did. I think it was probably understood because Grandpa Danny, he's he's wise beyond his years. He's an author, too. Do you know that? I do. Yeah. I've got his book in my office. There you go. I've got it, too, and I just haven't read it yet. You'll read it. I will. Probably today. Could. Do it courtside at the Freshman Boys game. Well, Hayden Barber will be there probably taking up all our time. <laughs> 
Shots are fired. <laughs> Fun one tonight inside the Roundhouse Derby taking on McPherson. Let's hope that the next time that we have this show, Steve, that the Bullpup girls picked up a big win. Hopefully the Bullpup boys win too. Hopefully it's a sweep and we get to celebrate another big one over the Panthers. You bet. All right. And get to the Roundhouse before 6 o'clock, please. He's begging you. I am begging. Steve has dropped down to the floor. I don't ask. And is on for, both knees with I don't, his hands together. I do not ask for much in my miserable existence. Steve, get existence. up off the floor. Come on. In my miserable existence, I don't ask for much, but I'm asking for this. It's going to be a fun one tonight. 6 o'clock, we'll take the air at about 5.40. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you tonight inside the Roundhouse. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.